Welcome to another episode of Sanctuary Radio. This is a podcast brought to you by Sanctuary Recovery Centers. Our mission is to break the stigma surrounding addiction, to empower others to live addiction-free lives, providing hope to those who suffer from addiction and offer continued care and true healing. Well, welcome to another episode of Sanctuary Radio. And I want to introduce my co-host, Haley. What's up, everybody? I thought you were getting the braces off. I mean, what happened to that? I thought you were going to look your age today, but you still look 14. I know. Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, you're going to get them off. Okay. I'm super excited about it. Okay. I tried to get them off early, and they said no. They said no? They said no. Absolutely not. Yeah, they weren't going to have that, huh? Right. They said you need to get the rubber bands in there and keep them them dialed in. They said Tuesday. That's your date. Tuesday. So. So on our episode today, we have our very own... Casey Cox on the show today. I'm so Hi, excited. <laughs> Welcome, Casey. Hi. So Casey is a BHT for us. She does transport, you know, and anytime we ever call her, you know, one of my favorite things to do when I ask her to do some transport stuff for me is I say, hey, we have some transports to right, do. Like you're going to be helping. Yeah, and I'm like, no, so I'm doing these things, right? And yeah. I go, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, though. I appreciate you. And so she's on the show today, and we couldn't think of a better guest to have on. You know, Um, every single person who works for Sanctuary has a story, has a passion for it. You know, for the most part, our passion comes from the things that we've been through, our lived experience, the addiction. I mean, you got some lived experience, Haley. Just just a little bit. What's a little bit, like percentage-wise? I mean, like I'm 30 years, almost 30 years old. Mm-hmm. So You're aging yourself I feel right like now. That's okay. I feel like I have a lot of life to live, but I have some experiences. Yeah, you got you got yeah, lived experience. Exactly. And so Casey has a lot of lived experience as well, and that's what brings her here to us, the passion she has, the drive, the heart, the heavy heart that we all have. And, right. And so let's hear about her story today, and that's the whole point about this, <laughs> because every journey starts somewhere. Yep. So you were born in Prescott. Let's hear about that, because uh, what's Prescott like? So it's a very small town. It's um, It has a lot of mountains in it, I guess, uh, retirement community and treatment center community. So they mesh them together, kind of. And um, it's just, you know, there's a good side of it, and then there's a bad side of it, you know, and it just depends on what side you're on. Oh, yeah. And I was definitely on, like, the druggy bad side, you know, and I hated it there. You, so. you didn't like it there? No, not at all. Prescott's so beautiful. It is. I used to go up there for church camp every <laughs> yeah. year. Oh, I thought you were so going to... there's that side of it. I know? thought you were going to say treatment side. No, yeah. no church camp every summer. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and then there's the, the Frontier Days rodeo. It's the mm-hmm. oldest rodeo, you know, rodeo in the PBR. world. Yep, yeah. my dad's won a buckle there. Oh, he got that buckle. Oh, okay. Fancy. And so, you know, your story, you know, it comes from a lot of trauma, you know, you know, both your parents were addicts in and out of prison, mental health. Um, You moved around a lot, all the trauma that comes from that, you know, you witnessed a lot of fighting and just so many different things. So I want you just to take a moment just to kind of talk about what it was like, the family dynamic um, and some of the things you experienced growing up, because that plays a part as we get older, right? These learned behaviors, the trauma that we carry, because the drugs and alcohol become the solution to the problem. Right. It's the negative emotions we carry, the guilt, the shame, the embarrassment, um, false belief system that we have. We, some of us didn't have good examples growing up, so we don't know any better. And that's why we have to change everything. But why don't you talk a little bit about what that was like for you? You know, it was really hard because, um, we, so both of my parents are addicts. So my dad was a drug dealer. He was, you know, he was super angry all the time on meth, you know, and my mom was just in love with him, you know, like she, all she wanted to do was be with him and he did not want that anymore, you know, and they start popping out kids. There's me, my little brothers, uh, Zach and Cody. Um, and so they both go with other people. They go with my grandma and my stepmom soon to be, 
and I stay with my parents, you know, and it's just fighting. I wake up in the middle of the night. It's just smoke. You can't see anything. It's like tables breaking, um, if they were even there, honestly, you know, and um, it just sucked really bad. You know, I didn't know it at the time, but looking back, that wasn't normal. You know, right. it wasn't how it was supposed to be. Other kids didn't live like that, you know, dirty, didn't have clothes, you know. And um, so it was just, you know, but now today they did the best they could. You know, I know that today, but back then I didn't see it as that, like that at all. Man, so when we look back at those things, you know, and as we start to work a program recovery, as we start to understand that maybe they were doing the best with what right. they could at the point. Or when you become yeah. a parent yourself. Yeah, yeah I mean, because you popped right. out a couple kids too, Haley. Only four. <laughs> Only four? <laughs> Only four, come on. They're cute. <laughs> Sometimes. I love them. <laughs> yeah, they're cute. And uh, so, you know, when we look at those things, you know, they, they start to become the behaviors and the patterns that we learn because right. mm -hmm. when you talk about your mom just wanting to be with your dad and loving him to a fault and all these different things, now when you mm -hmm. um, get older mm -hmm. and, you know, because I know your story and yeah. uh, <laughs> I met a guy or a girl. That's how it always <laughs> starts, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. It goes either Every way. Every time. <laughs> and you, I mean, you've met guys and girls too. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> My older sister was a lesbian, well, is a lesbian, and she always tried to convince me I was, so, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Had a lot of experiences. <laughs> so you had to test drive that theory a few times? Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? And so Good times. <laughs> what ends up happening, though, is, you know, your parents are in and out of prison. You, you bounced around a lot, mm -hmm. you know, all yeah. over Prescott. I mean, you were all over the place up there, and... Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, you know, a real turning point comes from, uh, you know, you move in with your grandma, mm -hmm. right? You move in with your grandmother and, you know, you don't like her very much. So why don't you talk about that time period, what the real turning point I'm referencing is and mm -hmm. what that was like living with your grandmother. Okay, so she had my little brother Cody and that was like her little cowboy. My grandma's, she's really old school, you know, she grew up in Wickenburg, shout out Haley, whatever. Oh, Wickenburg. Yeah, yeah we found out like our, our grandparents knew each other yeah. from Wickenburg. So. Oh, I've just connected the dots. I mean, That's it all we makes sense. so well from day one. <laughs> yeah, I remember sense. when she came in for her interview. Yeah. I did her first interview and Yolanda did her second, so... Yeah. Okay, Wickenburg, stand yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's where she's Wickenburg's from. finest. Wickenburg Wranglers, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> no, but she's a, she's a good woman. You know, she's just very old school. She didn't have girls. She raised two boys, you know, and I was already a, like a traumatized little girl. Like I didn't know what I was doing, you know, and um, so she, my her pride and joy was my little brother Cody, you know, and then I was just like, she wanted me to be this rodeo queen, like out there riding horses <laughs> every day, and um. You know, I ended up hating it, you know, because I had to go feed the horses every morning, brush them, ride them, do all this stuff before school. Not before school, but, like, feed them and stuff, you know? And I started to really hate it. And the more I pushed on her, the more she pushed back. And it was just, like, butting heads all the time. And, um, you know, there was – she did the best she could, too, you know, but it, there was a lot of trauma from that, too. She didn't um, know how to speak to people correctly, I guess. You know, there was a lot of yelling and screaming and – um you know, I just wasn't who she wanted me to be, I think. And, um, you know, I rebelled and I found my, I didn't find my sister. She came back a little bit into my life and I just clung to her. I wanted to be just like her. You know, anything she did, I was going to do. Is she your too. older sister? Yeah. So she's okay. older. I think she's, I don't really know, which sucks, but I think she's like seven years older. And, uh, um, what do you mean you don't know? I don't know. I, I think her, her birthday's in September. I don't remember the day. Um, I just know she's like seven years old. Okay. She's an older sister. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, my sister's about four and a half. So. You know her birthday, Haley? Casey's birthday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or my sister's birthday? Yeah, your sister's well, birthday. Well, absolutely. Yeah. I used her ID growing up, so, <laughs> yeah, so I know. That's why I know. It's 72189. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We just talked about yeah. this. Yeah. Same birthdays. Exactly. Yep. 721. Yeah. Same birthdays. 
So Wickenburg. I'll never forget Casey's <laughs> birthday ever again. Yeah, you'll never Don't. forget ever again. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, it comes to points. So you're buttonheads all the time. All the trauma you experienced growing up, you know, yeah. abandonment that you must experience from your parents and the trauma. I just and wanted the, them. You and, know? And I the, didn't want it, my grandma. I wanted my mom and my dad, you know, and they weren't there. And they weren't there. Mm-hmm. And so that trauma continues, continues, continues. And so ultimately, we end up, you know, finding drugs and mm-hmm. so you end up stealing some pills from your grandmother is that how this thing whole starts yeah or? so like army crawling on her floor to steal mm. the pills and she would hide them she would always hide them in different places and i would always find them like they were behind an earring box or they were in a pill like in an old pill capsule mixed in with other pills and i would fish them out of there and find the blue ones you know and it was just you know it was what we did we'd pawn her stuff and um it's really shitty to think about you know but we'd pawn her jewelry um just whatever my sister wanted me to do, I would do, you know? Yeah, and so, you know, she has to hide them because she knows you're getting into her stash. Right, she tries to hide them very well, but we'd always, like, I'd sniff them out like a little dog. Like a hound dog. <laughs> I we already know. know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would think, where would I hide this? You know what I mean? And I would find them all in different places and just, yeah, it was a thing. And so we start doing, you know, morphine right off the top. Are we talking about the red 60s or, we, or no, the blues? I remember blues? them being the, the blue ones. You oh, know? the blue 100s? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the big dogs. Yeah, I think so because she has a lot of medical problems, you know, so yeah. it's like she had the good stuff. So she we did. so we start doing pills, you know, and, and, you know, the progression of our disease happens pretty dang quick for you. Yeah, And so it, sure you, it continues to get worse. It continues to get worse. You're using with family members, right? And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden now... We start throwing relationships into the mix. Yeah, it's always the relationships. Guys yeah. or girls? Yeah, exactly. Yep, anytime. Mm-hmm. Did you graduate high school? No, I dropped out. My oh, you sophomore dropped out. year, I was, yeah, already shooting up, so it was it was just didn't go together, you know? Yeah, that At doesn't all. go that doesn't go together. Yeah, you're not really thinking about your education. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the bathroom trying to get high. Right. Yeah, so. So you drop out of school and, you know, you're in and out. I mean, because the consequences that come from addiction, especially, you know, pills and shooting up and heroin and everything that comes with that, there's always consequences. Mm-hmm, and so right. you found yourself in juvenile just, yeah. just a couple times or no, how many there times? Was a, there was a lot. I like lived there. All this, all the little, I think they were called DOs, detention officers. Mm-hmm. They love me. Like they, I was always in there. They're like, you're back again. And I would make funny faces in my mug shot and make them retake it all the time. Like it was that kind of relationship, you know? Oh, so you were there constantly. Yeah, I was there a lot. Do you yeah. remember the first time that you got sent to some juvenile time and, you know, when you walked in there, were you scared? Was there anything that stood out to you when you first, you know? It's funny because I remember being scared. Like I was definitely kind of scared, but people have always liked me, you know? Like they always like, not necessarily want to take care of me, but they like, they see something in me that I didn't see in myself. So they kind of... They kind of helped me out a little bit, but I remember going in there and all these girls were talking about drugs and I knew drugs, you know, I knew what they were talking about. And these were like my kind of people, you know, so I wasn't scared after that. Every time I went back, it was like, I'm home, like I'm back. It was a fun laugh and everybody's like, oh, she's back again in the chat line. You know, in the chow line, the food was really good, by the way. It wasn't like prison food. It wasn't like prison food. No, not at all. They felt pretty they, good. Yeah. At least they feed our juveniles good. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we've got a cookie. So hey, <laughs> we were good. Yeah. Sometimes they got a cookie. Sometimes we I got a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> we were good. Oh, Let me ask great. you this, Haley. Yes. Juvenile, your juvenile self. How do you think you would fare in prison? Juvenile detention center. I don't know. I was a fighter back then, so I probably would have gotten a lot what of fights. What do you fights. mean back then? Is there something changed over the last weekend that <laughs> well, I don't know about? I haven't okay. gotten any fist fights, let's put it that way, since I got sober. Yeah. But yeah, I used to fight all the time. Like, I didn't give a shit. If you looked at me sideways, you were getting punched right in the nose. I didn't care if you were my grandma, if you were my sister. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, yeah. me and my grandma got in a, in yep. a physical Same. altercation. She cut me with a plate. I mm-hmm. had to get eight stitches mm-hmm. right here. Yeah, you probably deserved it. Yeah, mm-hmm. well... 
it was a family brawl. So mm-hmm. oh, it was just a, it was just a Sunday barbecue. It was yeah, yeah in my Every mom's Sunday, restaurant. This is what we yep, do. Exactly, <laughs> but yeah, I used to be a fighter, so I think I would I would fare okay. But now, like if I ever went to prison, I would definitely wife wife up hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they yeah. do. Straight up, get a boo thing. Make some Even bowls. if I didn't want to, I feel yeah. like somebody would still make me their bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah it kind of happens like that. Yeah, that probably happened. Yeah. yeah. And so you're in and out of juvenile. You know, the relationships, your family relationships are really non-existent. We're mm-hmm. in it. You know, you're in active addiction. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in active addiction, we're incapable of having any sort of meaningful relationship. Even if we had some that could have been there, mm-hmm. we're so selfish. Right. It's just impossible to do those types of things. And so your relationships are continuing to suffer and you're in and out of juvenile. And then finally they send you to your first treatment center, Mm -hmm. 16 years old, you go to your first treatment center. And what was that like? You know, they sent me there because I'm a runner. They labeled me as a runner and uh, she's a runner. She's a track star. uh, Yeah. So basically Jason's uh, got a good singing voice. Did you like that? Did you like that? I'm going to have to hear some more. No, we're never going to do that again. says never again. Just like your red rum thing. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. Okay. Don't do it. He's like, never again. <laughs> I will never sing again. Oh, never great. sing again. So okay. they label you as a runner and you're in treatment. And so, you know, if you're in striking distance of any drug dealers or any men or um, <laughs> any uh, <laughs> oh, any old stomping grounds. And, yeah, you're going to yeah. run. So they send you down to Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you land in the treatment center out here. And what was that like when you touched down out here in Phoenix? You know, it was different because they thought I wouldn't run because I was somewhere I didn't know. And then I met a girl, you know, it wasn't a sexual relationship, but we hit it off, you know, and she started talking about her life and how she knew her boyfriend lived right down the street. He was getting high still. And I was like, bet, you know what I mean? Like, when are we leaving? You know? And um, so we did, we hopped the fence. Well, no, we, cause they had alarms on the window. So we, Cut the alarm or whatever we did. Cut the alarm? You on some some Ocean's <laughs> Eleven type stuff? Yeah, or basically with the razor blade. No, Shawshank we, Redemption type yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. So we cut the alarm. We snuck out the window, ran for, I felt like it was miles. We just kept running. Like, they weren't even chasing <laughs> us. <laughs> and we just ran as far as we could to the light rail. And her, we're borrowing phones. Nobody's answering. Um, and then her boyfriend finally comes to pick us up. And this is when shit got weird. You know, like, it was the meth kind of weird that you're just like, you can't unsee it. You so know? you were like in a polygamous like, relationship. No, I wasn't involved in it at all, but there was uh, definitely some a methy, camera. Yeah. There was some uh, methy stuff going around. <laughs> yeah. There was some methy stuff going around and it was just like a, a shock, you know, cause I had experienced that before, but this was just weird. You know, it got really weird really fast. So it got weird really quick. And, um, you know, then ultimately what ends up happening is you end up back in juvenile because they catch you after a period of time because mm-hmm. they're looking for you, right? You got sentenced from juvenile to mm-hmm. a treatment center to yeah. stay. I'm on the run, full-blown run. Yeah, you pull a, a, a pre-dawn <laughs> heist, <laughs> escape, right? They're not even chasing you. You're it's on a full-on sprint. It's running that nobody's chasing us. We're running. We're booking it, you know? I get that, yeah. Anytime we ever leave from treatment, it's usually never a good idea, especially when we meet someone. We know them for about 45 right. seconds when yep. we're waiting to take our lithium, mm-hmm. you know, or, uh, you know, <laughs> our Seroquel <laughs> or whatever it is, whatever in the med line. And now all of a sudden, next thing you know, we're gone. We got this bright idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, you show up and it's, you know, weird yeah. to say the least. Yeah, got weird. You ever got any weird moments, Haley? Yeah, I was a meth addict. <laughs> the whole thing was weird. The whole thing was <laughs> like, weird. Okay. But I know exactly what she's talking about. Going from a small town mm-hmm. to the bigger city, it's yeah. like... It was huge. It's it was just not way weirder mm-hmm. out here. Versus, Super weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's like normal weird for them, you know? But for me, I was just like, what? Yeah, is what's happening? going on? You know, yeah. Trying to play it cool, get high, <laughs> act like I'm okay, you know? Yeah, but I had to get out of there. So that's so, where that guy came in. 
Yeah. Thirty-one year old. So I was you, sixteen. You so know? you met a guy, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. how's that end? Just ends bad, you know. Abuse, trauma, chasing me down the street with a crowbar, um, hitting me. You know, it was just bad. I thought I was in love with this guy. You know, it was just not looking back. It was just sick. It was very, very sick. Like I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was very lost. You know, and um, yeah. And so love's an action word, man. It took mm-hmm. me a really long time to figure that out. And when you've sh- seen love and been shown love in mm-hmm. a way, that's the only way you know how to right. express love mm-hmm. or what it should look like or how yeah. you should be treated if somebody loves you. Mm-hmm. Your whole childhood, you know, all the trauma and everything that comes with that, we have to learn these things later. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in when I was in prison, I used to call my girl, right? My wife, she's amazing. Shout out. Yeah. And, uh, you know... <laughs> I would ask her to send me some money, right? All the time, right? And, and she didn't? No, she always sent it. Yeah. Bless her heart. It's been nice. Yeah, bl- bless <laughs> her heart. I love Ashley. She's yeah. the best. Bless yeah, her heart. But I would I would ask her for money that she works so hard supporting mm-hmm. our daughter. You know, she's you know, it's she's struggling, but she's she's keeping everything together. But here I am asking her for money. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I would be like, I love you. And she'd be like, No, you don't. And I was like completely appalled that she would even have the audacity yeah, to right, say yeah. something like that to <laughs> How me. How dare you? <laughs> but now I know that love is an action word. Right. And my actions reflected that I just didn't care for her, obviously. Right. I'm yeah. lying to her. I'm lying to my mom. I'm, you know, hitting everyone up for money. Mm-hmm. I love my daughter, but I'm losing my visits and I don't right. see her. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it's unacceptable, right? So, and that's the big part of addiction. We always want to have meaningful relationships and our actions to represent love for our kids, for our families, for the right. people that we you know, we want in our lives. And when we feel and we feel again and we see that our actions reflect, we hate everyone, we don't like it. So then we end up getting high and drunk again Mm -hmm. and we start the whole cycle over. Right. And so you're trying to figure this out as you go, but it Mm -hmm. takes a while for us all to get there. Right. And so you end up back in juvenile, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then they send you to another treatment center at 17 Mm -hmm. years old. Yep. What was that treatment center like? That one was like the loony bin, locked doors, badge keys to get in and out any door. Um, there's some certain addicts, prostitutes, uh, completely severely mentally ill girls stuck in there. And we're all in a, sitting in a circle in group in our soft chairs. And oh, we soft lived there. Chairs. Yeah, so we live. Nothing yeah. had wood in it. Yeah, it's all had wood in it. it was all like really soft chairs. So I don't really remember the groups at all. But um, I just remember there was a lot because then they do like the booty juice. There were certain girls that would literally lose their, <clears throat> lose their minds to start breaking stuff, trying to fight the staff. And they would hold them down, shot in the butt. Oh, booty yeah, juice. Yeah, to get them out, to, to knock them out. You know, it was no, if they wanted it or not, it was one of those where it was no choice. They were shooting you in the butt. So there was a lot of that going Did on. Did you ever get any booty juice? No, I wish. No, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I was just, she said uh, I, wish. I was super lost, man, because I was, when I was on the streets in Phoenix, like, I was an adult, you know, like, I was homeless, I was on my own, like, I did what I wanted to, like, I was an adult in my head. And then I go back to treatment where there's locked doors, I have to get called to like called the food every time I'm going to eat I like they bring it to me or I go to the lunch hall you know when I'm back to being a kid again treated as like a complete like messed up little kid you know I'm back in like the psych ward thing so it was really it was really rough for me you know I don't really remember a lot of it but they had me on a lot of meds um just trying to figure out what was wrong with me you know and um it was just I just remember a lot of crazy you know yeah, so you yeah. were you were mm-hmm. ro- rolling around there doing the Thorazine shuffle, mm-hmm. basically lithium too, lithium, yeah. Seroquel, all uh-huh. of that. Oh was on all of that. You yeah. look like Haley does Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> just shook. You know what? A weekend she's with my, my kids, you'd look the same. Yeah, so. she's my spirit animal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. rough piece out there. Yeah. It yeah, is. and so from there though, you know, 
we can look on it, look back on it now and talk about a higher power and entering into your life. Mm -hmm. You know, we start to really have awareness of God and, and your path of recovery and, you know, whatever you choose to believe, but your spirituality aspect of it. When I look back my whole life, I can see that my higher power was there the whole time. Right. Right. And I had, and I had all these opportunities, but I never did my part because recovery is a 50, 50 relationship with your Mm -hmm. higher power. You do the action steps on a day to day basis. Your higher power takes care of the outcomes. Mm -hmm. You, you did your action steps by completing the program and staying and not running and jumping fences and pulling oceans 13 yeah i mean in your life that might have been i wanted to man that might have been oceans barbed wire 27 high fence and yeah nobody was down so so you did your part and Mm -hmm. ultimately you know you know your higher power i choose to believe it's god and Mm -hmm. puts an amazing lady in your life and foster care right and so she actually takes you in so what was that next time period like when you get taken in and I mm-hmm. assumed you you know when we talked about this previously you said she was loving and she was mm-hmm. amazing she was. so she showed you that love and when mm-hmm. we receive love and when we feel love it gives us you know that confidence mm-hmm. again and we know we're going to be okay and we know we're safe and it gives us the ability to start to create some positive actions in our life mm-hmm. and so what does that look like for you when you show up over there you know she was amazing like at first I was a little hesitant because I didn't trust anybody you know I didn't know what to do but it was like she had dealt with like problem kids before, you know, and she was just this sweet older woman. She was in the pro she wasn't in the program, but she had like 30 or 40 years sober. You know, she used mm. to be a heavy alcoholic. And um, so she was just amazing. Like she treated me kind of like an adult. I was 17. I was going to be 18, probably like less than a year. And she just knew what we had to do. And she just helped me every step of the way, you know, got me signed up for GED classes at the college, got me my little energy drinks to go to class every night, you know, like that kind of woman. And she was amazing. My first car, she helped me. She went with me to go get it, my license. Um, She was actually the one to co-sign for my first apartment. Like I didn't have anybody to do that for me, you know, and she put her name on the line to do that for me. And um, so that's just kind of the woman she was. She was amazing. She was loving. She had her own kids that she helped out all the time with their grandkids, her grandkids. And, um, you know, she, I don't know, there was nothing bad about her in my eyes. You know, she was amazing. That's what kind of hurts the most is when I messed up that relationship. Like that still hurts me to this day that I did that, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, when we think about that though, you know, it's because we're in the midst of a physical craving for drugs and alcohol, right? right? Yeah. And so we'll do anything. It doesn't matter who it is. Hurt people, hurt people. We know all right. the sayings, right? But, you know, I'm not a bad person. I'm a sick person with untreated mm-hmm. illness. Yeah. You know, the, the women that you ladies are today, we don't do those things, right? right? Exactly. We pay our bills. Mm-hmm. Someone does something nice for us. We stand by our word. We keep right. our commitments. Yeah. Haley does most of the time. High percentage. <laughs> high percentage rate. Listen. Progress, not perfection. We'll weaponize it. The kids. It definitely is the kids. Blame I do try. children. No, nah, wow. Haley's amazing. She is. I'm just messing with her. I was going to say. And so, you know, a miracle happens in your life. Mm-hmm. You get your GED, right? Mm-hmm. You get a license. You get a car. You job. get an apartment. You got a job, mm-hmm. right? And so everything, you're working a program. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, and you work severely the NA. working your program. And what's this, what's a severe full throttle action program look like? Cause you did NA. What's that look like for you? So what was, what was your non-negotiables of your recovery during this time? Okay. So it was supposed to be no relationships for a year, but we all know what happened with that. But it was like <laughs> the service commitments every week, chairing the meetings, opening the meeting doors, making the coffee, driving anybody that needed a ride to the meeting. You know, um, with my sponsor, she was heavily in the program, you know, she had oh, I don't even know how many sponsors she had, but it was a lot. She was kind of like you in that sense, but for the NA program, you know, mm-hmm. conventions all the time, sharing the meetings, taking girls through the steps. And um, it was like a whole family, you know, it really was like it was really tight knit. Stay in the middle of the herd. Don't fall off, you know. And um, 
it was really good for a time, you know? It was really good. And your life reflected that. The it blessings, did. the it promises that come yeah. every single time. Yeah, it did. But the NA steps ain't no joke. You ever you ever <laughs> broke open that workbook? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before I stopped doing any yeah. steps at all, I, I did NA. You did NA? Yeah. I always made it to step six yeah. and it was done. I mean, Relax. step one has... <laughs> 69 you know, questions. It's 60, literally yeah. the most in-depth workbook yeah. that I've ever... Really worked is. on and i Green still gold. am grateful for it today mm-hmm. yeah i mean the na steps are amazing yeah. typically what i do is i take my guys through the big book and if they want to like redouble their efforts or continue mm-hmm. then right. i'll break out the na step working guide because that really yep. mm-hmm. i mean those bullet points yeah it ain't no job number them you have to number them yeah it's it, mm-hmm. it, you know any program it doesn't matter what a it is you right. know that's what's most important. Figure out one, find a path, work it like your life depends upon it. And that's what you did. But then what ends up happening is, where were you working at? Uh, Murphy's. I was a server. Oh, shout out. Murphy's? Yeah, yeah. I love that place to this day. Like Padre Murphy's? No. So it's a fine dining establishment in oh. Prescott, Arizona. Fine dining yeah, establishment. Yeah, we wore a tie, um, button-up shirt, obviously, and um, long aprons or short ones, whatever you wanted to do. And it was like the... The red wine, the white wine, the like fish, you, you pull, the prime you, rib. You, yeah, you drop the plate stuff. from the right side. You pull mm-hmm. from the left. Exactly. The forks. I used to work. Yeah. How do you yep. know that, Haley? Because yeah. I used to be a server. Mm-hmm. At a fine dining yes. Yes. So there's yep. fine dining and then there's yep. like the regular mom We used to do, used to do weddings mm-hmm. and all that different. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really it's one, one of the nice Button up places. shirt. I know exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking about. White button up shirt. A little tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I learned how to tie a tie. I can tie a tie. You very didn't know nicely. that? Well, I mean, yeah, oh. I've been to fine dining establishments. <laughs> it's just shocking Have to you? me that you knew that. I don't know why. Well, oh. yeah, you get your your mm-hmm. spoon up here. Mm-hmm. You got your coffee cup, your water cup, your mm-hmm. wine cup. Yeah. yeah, all of that. Oh, good for you. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. It was a great place. Okay, yeah. but what ends up happening is you meet a guy. Yeah, the cook. The cook. <laughs> it always happens like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I met him, and he was, you know, I'm sure he's a good person to this day, but he was like. He was not very attractive, I guess he was, you know, to me. He was just like the bad boy that smoked weed, drank. Um, he was cool. He was funny, you know. That's the kind of guy that I always went towards. And here I am working this program and then spending every waking second that I had with him at his house. And he smokes weed and he drinks and, you right. know, very mentally abusive emotionally. I'm sure he didn't know that he was doing that at the time, but that's exactly what it was, a complete narcissist, you know. And um, so eventually I stopped going to meetings. I give up my service commitments. You know, I don't make it there. I'm with him, you know. And, um, you know, that's just what happens in every relationship that I've ever been in. Like, he becomes my everything. My Your higher world. power. Yeah, mm-hmm. my higher power, exactly. And, um, you know, and I start, I want to get away from him, basically. So I just go straight back to drugs, and I'm shooting up heroin again. And he thinks I'm crazy, and he leaves, and that's how I got away from him, you know. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense to I was, I was, yeah, exactly. I was crazy one. I know exactly I like, what you're talking you about. You don't want to be with me? Fine. I have this. And then it was okay because before I couldn't fathom him leaving me. And then when I'm shooting up, I'm like, leave. I don't give a fuck. Bye. Right. Yeah, I'm See fine. Ya. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. As That's Casey's exactly telling that story, <laughs> Haley's like, "Oh yeah, I, I, saw, I get that. That's totally, hundred percent, yeah, totally." So just the full scope of it. So he smokes weed, he mm-hmm. drinks. You're yeah. in the program. You're still sober, mm-hmm. and uh, he's abusive mentally and emotionally and everything. And so mm-hmm. you say to yourself, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push him away. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm gonna show him. Yeah. I'm gonna start shooting heroin in my neck." Yeah. It may make sense. It really does. Really does. Yeah, he's gone, so whatever. And Haley goes, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe girl. it's because I understand yeah. where she's coming from. Yeah. No, I get How it, too. out 101. Yeah. And, just yeah. shave your head in a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Just scare the crap out of them mm-hmm. when they come home and you're completely bald. 
Yeah, so. And I mean, I did that, so. Yeah. yeah exactly. Just so Britney Spears went <laughs> went Haley. Yeah. She copied yeah. her. Yeah, she did copy you. I literally we did it yeah. first. And so now you're you're using again. You're on a sick one. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what we always do is right. meet another guy, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure there's a couple. There was a couple more before him, but the main one was Chris. So, yeah, I was in love. Like, we, I thought he was like my star what's it called star seeker we're like we were match made in heaven you know so, like we soulmate were like, yeah soulmate i thought he was my soulmate you know and um and then from there we just go full throttle you know we're selling drugs i mean he's doing the drugs i'm i mean he's selling drugs i'm just there looking cute you know i thought i was cute were you looking cute i thought i was shit <laughs> you know <laughs> she's we all sucked up yeah we got cereal out of her tattoos, you know like we were that kind of in love we thought we were gonna make it you know and um, so there's that. We're doing a lot of meth and heroin. Like, he was mostly heroin, and I always wanted some meth in there. You know, I needed that sprinkle of meth in yeah, the that, shot. That, you know? w- that <laughs> way you could sit in front of a long mirror, yeah. Indian style, with mm-hmm. all this makeup scattered yeah, everywhere. It's actually in the sink in the bathroom where I reside. Yeah, you know? yeah. for seven hours. <laughs> for literally yeah. tw- two days, and then yeah. you finally get up, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> you've been up, you literally sitting in the same <laughs> position for hours. Yeah. you got one lash yeah. on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Literally. One left. That's it. And so, you know, when we become chronic alcoholics, addicts, mm-hmm. and we're in, you know, we're using together any sort of codependent relationship, especially with drug users, you know, the consequences end up piling up on us. You know, we can sell some drugs and things might be good, but it always goes so bad. Right. Yes. And so it starts to go so bad. And, mm-hmm. you know, he ends up going to prison, right? Mm-hmm. He catches a case. He goes to prison. Mm-hmm. You know, um, now you're pretty much homeless on the streets. Yeah. You need, you know, again. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're in. Are you in Phoenix during this period of time? No, we were in Prescott. Oh, so at least yeah. it's a lot cooler up there. <laughs> yeah. But Or colder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would and you rather be homeless hot or homeless cold? Cold. I've I've been homeless in the summer. But when it's like it sucks. zero degrees and it's freezing, yeah. you know, maybe, there is no getting hot. I'd rather be hot yeah. than cold. Mm, yeah. And so you end Get up a nice go- tan. You end up going to <laughs> detox and then you go to a psych ward, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, what kind of psych ward? Um, where you can try an AMA, but they're not gonna let you. There's gonna be like court date, and you're gonna have to wait for that, and they're gonna severely med you up again, and you're not leaving. Yeah. Yeah, it's like trying to boost from Walmart. They got yeah. asset protection over yeah. there at the psych <laughs> yeah, ward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm good. I'm leaving, and they're like, No, you're not. Actually, you can try and leave, but you're not. That's yeah. scary. Yeah. Yeah, and so you know, you end up going to the psych ward, and mm-hmm. you start to get your, you know, your life back together again, and then you know who gets released. He does, yeah. He gets released. And, and then? Yeah, go right back to him. So I was out of sober living, and then um, he's out, and I finally I have him pick me up, and things are great, and we got a plant. And then I never go back to that sober living, and my stuff's on the sidewalk, and I try to go to work the next day. Didn't sleep. I was so high on meth. It was insane. And I'm trying to wait tables high on meth, and my table asked me, they're like, are you high? And I'm like, no, I wish I was. And I was fired that, like an hour later, so. Yeah. yeah, they frown upon that. Yeah, so yeah. now I have Most no place to live, no job, no car, all in a matter of 24 hours after him, after getting back together with him, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how mm-hmm. when we relapse, we think that we can go back to when it was fun. And right. When mm-hmm. was that for me, Haley? 1997. Yeah. That's when I was born. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're an old man. <laughs> I am old. Yeah. That's okay, Jason. <laughs> that one high school party. Yeah. Yes. And so I, that's that's where I go back. Right. I think mm-hmm. that it can, you know, it, mm-hmm. I can control it. I can enjoy it it'll be fun again Mm -hmm. but the thing is is you know every single bit of everything progress and self-worth and material possessions all fits in one rig and as soon as i 
Mm-hmm. Boom, it's all it's gone. All gone. Right. And it happens quicker and quicker because it's progressive illness. Right. It gets worse, never better. And left mm-hmm. untreated causes death. So it goes real mm-hmm. bad for you guys. Yeah. You know, and ultimately you guys get arrested again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what ends up happening to him? So he gets 3.5. They throw the book at him, basically. Mm, um, I mean, yeah. Not really throw the book, but they were done. There was no getting out yeah, of that one. Yeah, he's going to prison. Now. Yeah, for sure. I was really hopeful that he wouldn't, but he did. And um, so I get 90 days in jail and drug court and... I just started doing the drug court shuffle, as oh you said. Oh, my you know? God. Drug yeah. court. Do you know anything yeah. about drug court, Haley? Yeah. Other than helping court every two weeks. It, and, you know? um, yeah. So you got to go classes. You got to mm-hmm. go to court. IOP, all of that. You got to yeah. go to IOP groups. Six months of sober living. Six months of sober living. Yeah. You got to mm-hmm. take UAs. Mm-hmm. And every time you have any sort of violation, they call them technical violations. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. start send, over. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, that, you won't phase up. Yeah. You won't phase up. But mm-hmm. what they do is they send you... To county jail they're yeah. like i'll oh, give them six a days two days yeah. a little one day if you're lucky oh my gosh yeah sometimes two weeks yeah so you're bouncing in and mm-hmm. out and yeah. in and out yeah and uh finally you know because of all the different you know issues you had on drug court they say you need inpatient treatment right mm-hmm. well it wasn't inpatient treatment but it was a it's very very strict sober living uh called winter winner mm-hmm. yeah oh. women in new recovery oh Shout let me out. know something then you <laughs> <Yeah>. winner <laughs> it was so it's you guys a are both boy band today. thanks jason did you Thank say you. boy band yeah so there's boy band no phone you walk everywhere oh, you go for some reason you i was like your, you get up at like six he's in the thinking morning. NSYNC was there i'm like yeah, what? I wish. <laughs> I wish. recovery in sync yeah but go back go, but go back to that so mm-hmm. tell me tell, tell us all about the stipulations and the rules that were there i kind of remember so um, yeah i remember who am i kidding so we get up early in the morning and you do a group and and these are like the accountability queens, you know, like you don't get up, you're getting told on, you're getting in trouble. No phones are allowed um, for at least like the 60 to days, 60 days. And um, then there's the boy band. You walk everywhere you go. Um, you have to get a job, obviously, you know, and you have to get your short on before you leave anywhere. Uh, no cups on your little nightstand. You can't have anything on your nightstand. Bed has to be made, you know, and I was like, I feel like I'm in jail again. And it was, yeah, that's what we always think, you know. Yeah, and, th- and um, that's what they think at all of our facilities. Yeah, right. I think I'm in jail. I'm not in yeah, prison. Yeah, why don't you go spend some yeah. days in jail and then come back and yeah, tell me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How I mean, it is. You know, we have, the, of course, we have the residential. We have the two PHP houses. We have the five sober living houses. Right. We got the IOP here. And we have beautiful, mm-hmm. amazing facilities. And we right. have the same sort of rules. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. they always think it's the end of the world. <laughs> right? But when they walk into our facilities and they feel it and they see it and they're mm-hmm. like, wow, this this is great. Right. It's because of those rules. Yeah, exactly. And then otherwise, I got to call Haley, and Haley's got to come over, and you don't want those problems. They know they know better when yeah. I get called into a meeting. Mama bear. Exactly. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not good for them. Yeah, you don't you don't want those problems. No. <laughs> but they get them. Yeah, they get them, though. <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. And every now and then, I got to get turned up, and then yeah. it's out of my Jason's character. Jason's even worse. Double trouble. Yeah. Dad yeah. comes in. vein popping out. Yeah, yeah. Dad, dad comes in. Mom's already pissed. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're in trouble. Yeah. And oh, so you funny. you do great while you're there, you know, mm-hmm. and you do great, but you had, you know, maybe a reservation if you call it, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, yeah. you weren't really done yet, right? But you no. did good in a structured environment. That's what the structure's for. Right. And mm-hmm. and so you end up getting picked up and in the car and you get a, do you get arrested right away after this, after you get out of there or how no. quick? So I actually did good for a little bit after I went there. I moved in with a girl. We were in this apartment. I was doing good, working. Like a friend girl or like a girlfriend? No, it was just a friend. It was mm-hmm. just a friend. I wasn't well. 
it was just a friend. Uh-huh. Jason. <laughs> no, it was just a friend, but I had multiple people there that and it just depended <clears throat> on the week, I guess. I don't know. Okay. It sounds really bad, but it's what it was. Okay. And um so <laughs> I get it. That's why I'm laughing. Mm, you guys are so you much know? alike right here. <laughs> you know, it's just sad because uh, when you're looking for love in all the right. wrong places and you don't want it, but you want it and then you don't you're, want it's it. Validation. It's, yeah, it's it's a sick way to validate yourself. Yeah. And, and that's really what it is. We had low self worth. Yeah. We were trying to validate ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I eventually, I keep going. I start, I think it was at work. It was with another guy. I wasn't with him, but he was getting high. I knew he was getting high, so I wanted to be in on this. You know, I had a car at the time. I was doing good. I had money. And then I started getting high every weekend, you know. It all just crashes and burns. And I go to jail. And um, I think I got out. I was a two-day sanction. I got out, and I had a dirty rig still in my purse. I got pulled over for speeding. And the cop sees, he searches my car, he finds it, and I was like, can we just let this go? Like, I'm not high right now, I swear, on everything I'm not. You know how many times I hear that? Yeah, I know, exactly. But he was really not, like, this guy saved my life, I know he did, because if he would have let me go, I would have been done for, you know? But yeah, I get arrested, and I show back up into drug court, because I'm still in drug court, but I have to go for this new case, and the judge doesn't even look at me, he revokes everything. He says, I think he, I didn't, he didn't sense me, but he just revokes me off of everything. Yeah, and so when you go to drug court, you see the same judge every time. I mean, they know you. (laughs) Right. Who is it? John Knapper. He wore a little bow tie. Shout out John Knapper. He was awesome. He was so good. When I was doing good, we were were cool, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. You know, we always think that our probation officers are out to get us, but when we actually... They're just doing their job. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and when when we actually do good and we're doing the right things, Mm -hmm. they're actually there to help. Like, we could actually utilize our probation officer for resources and support and so many different things, Mm -hmm. but I have this misconception they're out to get me, but the thing is... Catch me slipping. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm I'm super slipping. I'm failing UAs. I'm not paying a dime. Trying to buy the, the smoke shop, clean your... Your oh system. I drank those all the time. They never so, work. I mean, I was like, I don't know why my pee's diluted again. I must not be eating right. You yeah, know, so many different excuses. They never sad. work. It was so sad. But you said one thing that's important. You said he saved your life, right? He did. And he so did. you catch a three and a half year prison sentence. Mm-hmm. And during this prison sentence, you find real recovery. We're not mm-hmm. talking about relief because you had relief all those right. other times, yeah, exactly. but you mistake it for recovery. Mm-hmm. And so you actually find recovery this time and you mm-hmm. find it through the NA steps. So why don't you talk a little bit about what it was like to truly, honestly, and thoroughly work mm-hmm. the steps. Haley, pay attention. You might want to <laughs> pay attention to this part. So this is where notes. it's funny is because you know you always hear people say they left something out on their forcep and I didn't want to believe that, but it's so true to this day because I had always made it to step six and then I relapsed, step six, relapse, whatever. You know, but I was in prison. We're all in orange. We're all doing the same thing. I actually know the the lady that was my sponsor at the time. I knew her from Prescott. So she kind of knew about me a little bit, but that's why I chose her. She's took me through the steps and it was like, it was long, drawn out, pages and pages and pages, you know? And on that fourth step, when I told her like the things that I was going to take to the grave, how everybody says that, but this right. is like snots coming out of my nose. Snot I can't bubbles. even, yeah, I can't even speak the words that I'm about to say, you know? And I finally just spit it out and I tell her and she's like, all right, okay on to the next you know what I mean and she just pushes me through it and she's like it wasn't even that big of a deal you were literally making yourself sick thinking about it you know and that's what it is though you know like I I couldn't spit the words out it was so hard you know once I finally did that we worked through them a little bit more and each step got a little bit better and easier kind of you know step six is always hard for me and um you know I made some amends and um I did all this right before I got out of prison, so it was really good for me that I actually pushed through, and I did not want to leave prison without finishing it, you know, because I'd never finished my steps before. And then, yeah, that's and, so, and so you did it, you know, and mm-hmm. that's why, you know, the four and a five, you know, mm-hmm. getting all, it says in the big book, you know, having persevered the rest right. of the program, they mm-hmm. wonder why they fell. They, yeah. you know, never completed their house cleaning. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you got your house cleaned, right, Haley? Always. <laughs> just not your car, though. Just not my car. Dirty car. Uh, I mean, the car looks like you've been working a homeless <laughs> outreach. Dude, my car is disgusting. That's not even your job. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's definitely. This for sure is the kids. They are just disgusting Why is it always the turds. kids, Haley? Well, Denial. Listen, it is my fault because my kids are not disciplined enough, apparently. So mm-hmm. they just do what they want. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I know Another it's a podcast, problem. another time. They're We're cute. working on it's it. Fine. They yeah. are cute. cute. They are That's cute. all that matters is they're cute. And so you get ready to get released, and this time you're ready. Mm-hmm. You have have exactly. a plan you're ready but you ha- you're at this crossroads right where you can actually go to your grandmother's house or you mm-hmm. can go to new freedom um you got two different options you know mm-hmm. and typically you know i always want to go back to mom and dad's i always right. want to take exactly. the easy way right exactly. because it's easy but i have short-term success so what we learn in recovery is we have to take the harder route for long-term success right. so, so you end up going to new freedom what was that like so it was really interesting because my grandma's address was already approved and I pulled it, you know, so that was like a huge turning point for me. And I get to New Freedom and I, I mean, shout out New Freedom. I love New Freedom with all my heart. You know, it really saved my life. The therapist that I had, like all the groups, like sometimes it got repetitive and um, I was definitely a bad kid towards the end. You know, I would just sign in and leave and go vape in my room. Oh, my yeah. God. That was me. So I get it when the clients are like, I don't want to be here. I'm like, I get it. Trust me. I get it. Well, you, know? you do. I was, I was the one, you know. But I really just, like, the therapist that I had, she was so amazing. Like, the trauma that we worked through and, like, the self-worth that we built there. Like, and then, you know, I met a guy, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> shout out matt yeah shout out matt i love you babe bye. yeah big you know, shout she out says yeah. bye. <laughs> bye um you know and i met him and um you know and i, I always knew that, like the row ha- like the rehab romance thing was like a joke and it never lasts and i thought it was like oh is this what it's gonna be and it's not you know and it's turned out really good and we're in love we're you know we're building a life together and we're making something of ourselves so it's really neat like it's really neat to me you know that's awesome. And the cool thing is you both are in sober living still. Mm-hmm. You yeah. both left the facility and chose to, yeah. to do your own thing oh, and you're I still mean, working on yourself. Their sober livings are right next door to each other. <laughs> well, really I, tried to give her, I tried to give her an out. I was trying to help her out. No, Thanks, there's Jason. no out for this. I knew it was coming. I, yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean, God knows what's they happening literally after literally sneaking oh into each other's windows. Actually, it's allowed, but it's fine. You yeah, know, it's you get fine. The but, but either way, you <laughs> know, funny. there's no set, you know, way that we have to meet right. someone here. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Typically, it doesn't work out, but when two individuals... Mm-hmm. Um, you understand what a healthy relationship looks right. like and are willing to put in the work and mm-hmm. implement those characteristics into the relationship, mm-hmm. you can meet someone anywhere exactly. if you're right. both on the same page. Exactly. And so Mentally it's really and cool. spiritually and emotionally, you know? Yeah. And All of those things have to go in together. And it's working, and I'm really mm-hmm. happy for you guys. Thank Big you. shout out. And yeah. um, and so you end up graduating from New Freedom. You, you know, you get into a relationship. You guys are both in sober living, and, mm-hmm. you know, you guys, you're working the steps, and you're being asked to be of service. Anytime anyone ever calls you, you're there. It's mm-hmm. the same thing working here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything has just continued to get better for you. And we're just getting warmed up. And, you know, you're getting ready to celebrate two years mm-hmm. of recovery. Yeah, on my birthday. Yeah. I mean, July, July 21st, 21st <laughs> 1997. Shout out. 97 was a good year. <laughs> Shout out Jason. Yeah. <laughs> In his prime. <laughs> Poor Jason. And it's a, it was a good year. And uh, I know, I was four. Mm, so. I was born. Oh, my God. I, I feel like... <laughs> I could be your guys' Wait till somebody's like, I was born in 2000. Uh, I'm like, what? When I see clients come in and I see that, I'm like, oh my God, that's when I graduated high school. Yeah, exactly. And so you find yourself here at Sanctuary. You come in for an interview. And Mm -hmm. you do remember what that moment was like when you came in here. You did an interview and, Mm -hmm. you know, and you just feel home. It was just like your calling, your passion. I mean, what was that moment like for you when you walked in the doors? You know, it was amazing because um, Yolanda wasn't here, the person I was supposed to interview with. So I interviewed with Haley and we just hit it off. Like, we really Mm -hmm. did. 
you know, and we just vibed and it was good. And she really wanted me to work here. You know, she gave her some pointers. Yeah. About my outfit, whatever it happens. (laughs) um, But you know, what really brought me to sanctuary was like Tony and everybody that I saw here was just super happy. And just like, you just felt it in your heart, you know? And I was like, I want this. I'm going to, like, I need this, you know? And my life's completely changed since then. Like I'm a, I'm so much happier. It's insane. You know? Yeah, and everything's getting continue to get better for you, and mm-hmm. it doesn't stop. You know, I've been on a pink cloud for four and a half years, just about. <laughs> and I hate when people say, "Well, I was on a pink cloud, but I came off." Well, uh, in my experience, as long as you continue to do what you did to be there right. and receive those blessings and the, and the promises, then all you got to do is keep doing your part. Right, mm-hmm. but right? things do happen. Life happens yeah. to everybody, you know. And we yes. all struggle. Some with mental illness, you know. Like sometimes everything could be going right, and you're still not okay, you know. Right. There's a lot that goes into it that you have to really work yeah. on. And so, but it, you know, every time I think about when life happens, it's like it's not as bad as it mm-hmm. was. Exactly. Right. You can be. You can find gratitude mm-hmm. in anything as long as you're sober. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Gratitude is the attitude. That is my number one saying. Yay! Cliche. Yeah. I have a cliche that I remember. <laughs> What was it? Gratitude she remembers. Is, <laughs> it's, <been so> long. <laughs> it's terrible. Gratitude oh. is the attitude. I find gratitude in every in everyday life. And that's our job. Stay sober. Right. If we perceive things, how quick does it take us <clears throat> right. to get to the solution to find gratitude? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're here, you do transports for us. Um, you you're able to teach some groups, you're involved mm-hmm. in, you know, your BHT, you do transport. I mean, anytime I ever call you, you don't just transport for IOP, you do the the PHP houses, the residential, the residential yep. admission. I'm in the trenches. You are in the trenches. <laughs> well, and what's cool is um, she's getting ready to be a house manager for Safe and Sound. They're mm-hmm. about to open their first women's house. So yes. that's, you know, a blessing right there. Not it having is. to pay rent. And Beautiful just help house. Yep. Yeah. And you'll be, able to help. you'll be able to Five help. Five minutes the, away. Yeah, you'll be able to help the, some females there right. and just mm-hmm. continue to be a part of and be of service. And and I know I could always count on you. You know, I like to call you. I know we got the same calendar. <laughs> Six in the morning, seven in the morning. I call you real early. And he I does know it I, with me too. Yeah. It's fine. He just yeah, thinks I'm up early. And I know that I can count on you. And I know you have a calendar that I could look up and see what you got scheduled, but I just call you anyways, and yeah. you never give me any crap for it. Yeah. And you always add to the calendar. And I know I don't have to remind you and I know you're going to be here mm-hmm. and we know we can, man, we can just count right. on you. And it's just mm-hmm. been a blessing to have you as part of our team. Where do you see yourself, you know, in the future or growing? I know you're young and it's, mm-hmm. it's like, I want to do all these things. And I'm trying to figure out my purpose and my path, but mm-hmm. where do you, where do you see yourself just moving forward? What vision do you have? So for me, I've always like my, my people are like the ones that are in prison and like the addicts, you know, like I want to be out there like getting them off the street and I want to, you know, I want to move up in this company, obviously, but like, I just need to be out there with them and like the reentry kind of stuff that happens, you know, like that's where my heart like brings me to like, that's like a personal thing for me, mm-hmm. you know, cause my family and my dad, you know, and that's what I've always seen myself doing is like maybe like the clinical side and like the therapy, you know, but I need to. I need to see like the results. I need to see these people getting better and helping them that it's actually helping them, you know? Yeah. And so you want to be out there in the trenches. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And you are now, (laughs) but you want to be out there like, like legit in the trenches. I want to get these homeless people off the street and see them get a job. You know, like I want to see them be better. You know, I don't want to just put them somewhere. Like I want to see that they're having a good life. You want to see the results. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, and witnessing a miracle is what it's all about. And right. that's why we work here. We get mm-hmm. to witness miracles all, all the time, the, all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. 
And when I see that and when I feel that, you know, it, it spiritually charges me up and I almost mm-hmm. become spiritually intoxicated by witnessing right. miracles yeah. of, and the power of my higher power working through everyone. Right. And so it's just been a blessing to have you as part of the, with us and mm-hmm. with this company and to, to watch you grow in this short period of time and, mm-hmm. and see the possibilities going forward and to see yeah. your heart and everything you do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just extremely grateful that, you know, me you're too. on our team and I can call you a friend. <laughs> I'm glad I got to do your interview. And yes. <laughs> I mean, Haley I did your interview. Huge, I gave her a huge shout out to yeah. Yolanda mm-hmm. and Tony. We just did. vibed, you know. As we soon as we, we totally met, vibed. vibed. Mm-hmm. And Haley, you know, I'm like not a women. hugger. Yeah, she's, yeah. You know, I'm not a hugger, <laughs> and I struggle with women. And I gave her a hug the first it, time yeah. we met. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. She still okay. tries to give me hugs. I all do the time. give her hugs actually all the time. I just make it happen. Oh, we, we definitely have a family <laughs> right. type. Yeah, um, we do. We do you know, for sure. with all of our staff members, <laughs> we know we genuinely care. We want to be here. Yeah. We love each other, and we want to just help. Uh, we just want to see everyone, not just our clients, but our employees, succeed as well. And so. Yep. I can't wait to see what your success looks like going forward with the company. So it's mm-hmm. been a pleasure to have you on the show. Yay, thank you Haley, guys. where can you find us at? We're on YouTube, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, Spotify, TikTok. Apple, Apple Music now, um, and TikTok, all at Sanctuary Recovery Centers. Yeah, go out there, like our stuff. Our yeah. episodes drop every Friday. Share it, like it, get the message out there. Leave mm-hmm. us comments. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, reach out to Haley, reach yep. out to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need help, call the admissions line. What's the phone number, Haley? It's 480 480- Three zero nine 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 four five. If you have a family member or a loved one struggling, man, reach out to us. If you need help, we'll help you find a place, any place. Even if we're full, we help refer out no matter what. Every single time. So tune in to another episode of Sanctuary Radio. They'll be dropping every Friday. And thank you, Casey, for being on the show. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. See you next time. See you next time. Thank you.